art and content is meant to educate, entertain, and inspire people. I think we need to look everywhere to be inspired and put our own unique stamps on what we're inspired by. Welcome to the Roast Day Coffee House. Today's feature is caffeinated creativity with Jesse Peters. Michael and Jesse have a spot safe for you at their table. Enjoy the chat. Welcome to the Real Estate Coffee House podcast. I am Michael Thorne of Remax Lifestyles Realty and the Thorne Maisie Bongers Real Estate Group in Langley, BC. And today's guest is a realtor with Remax Executives Realty. He is Mr. Social Savvy. He is one of the most creative people I know. He is my dear friend, Mr. Jesse Peters. Hey, Jesse, how are you, bud? Hi, Michael. I am doing so good. This is so exciting to be uh, kicking it in the uh, in the real estate coffee house with you. Thanks so much for having me on. Now, I don't know if there's a human being on the face of the earth that I've sat down and had more talks about real estate over a cup of coffee. I, we spend a lot of times at airports and at conference mornings. Uh, so this is going to be really fun because usually we're, we're, we're hosting things together and now I'm interviewing you. So this is going to be great. Uh, before Jesse. And- <laughs> hey, the only thing we are missing. What's that? There's a banana and oatmeal. There's like three people on the face of the earth will know that inside thing. Mr. Ryan Shields. Uh, Jesse and I are going to pour over the keys to unlocking your creativity, but first, the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Each week, we take a few minutes with our guests to dig into a real estate news story, and the news story that Jesse and I are going to talk about is uh, titled Driving the Change by Digitizing the Real Estate Sector. Now, Jesse, you've been very near the front when it comes to creating a digital experience for your listings. Definitely when it comes to videos and great photographs and virtual tours. I think the pandemic has got a lot of agents off the fence and forced them to digitalize their experience when it comes to e-signatures, especially 360 tours. Now, as we're seeing the market move a little bit more towards the buyers and the buyers are a little bit more in control, I think it's more important now than ever before for listing agents to create a great experience online to attract the buyers through the home. So talk about how you digitize each one of your listings and the different ways that you go about doing that. Yeah. You know what? We kind of came at this from the get-go in two folds. First of all, you know, when we are the listing agent, what's going to be the best experience to do everything possible for our client's home to be seen and showcased, no matter where people are looking, right? And now, even more so, you flip the script a little bit, what's going to be the best experience for the buyer digitally online, so that it's kind of like that first showing online, so that they then in turn want to come in and see it in person. Right. So you've got to look at that height building, you know, seeing a home from all angles. Right. When I say all angles, I don't mean, you know, three different camera angles. I say, hey, how are we delivering that experience in different forms of content, photos, write up, floor plan, 360 VR. Then we go into listing videos. Then we go into live videos. Then we go into reels. Because here's the thing. You never know where people are looking to find that home, right? So now you have to be where the shoppers are even more so because before you used to be the one-stop shop in town. Now there's a few 
strip malls. And and I always use this. I, I come from a background in sales with the yellow pages. Yeah. Okay. And I always use this example early on when people were trying to figure out well, what's the importance of being on social, Jesse. Well, think about this. Okay. If you're a flowers company or florist, you're under the, f- the flowers heading. Okay. But what other headings, Michael? Should a florist be under in the yellow pages? You've given this example many, many times, and it's very, very eye-opening, but weddings, Correct. funerals, Correct. like there's a lot of other places. So you're going towards the why, not the what. Correct. The, the why is the wedding. The, the why is the funeral and not the what being the flower. Correct. That's exactly it. So why do we need to be on social? Why do we need to be on Google? Why do we need to be on YouTube? And now the same kind of idea you want to have are, are the different experiences that lead to that same home, just like a mall has six different entrances to get to the one location, right? So now the location here is that in-person showing. So now how are we going to excite them through that experience on their journey to get in-person? Is it someone who wants the, that 360 dollhouse? Is it someone who needs a creative write-up? Is it someone who needs to see a carousel on Instagram, right? You need to be able to cater to that buyer, but also understand that you have to represent the seller in the best way possible. And I, I think this is fantastic. If you can understand the experiences and deliver experiences on both sides of the plate, you're winning now. Just like us, just like yourself, Michael, your team was doing VR experiences, doing videos before it even became a necessity. I will link the article into the podcast show notes, but a little bit down in the article, uh, it states, the truth is in the statement that real estate sector is one of the least accepting sectors for innovation. There are still realtors who are reluctant to digitize their systems due to a variety of reasons. And that's very interesting too, because Jesse, it's never been easier to provide a VR experience before it was hard to do the 360 tours, to do the dollhouses. It's very easy now. And I think you hit the nail on the head where you don't have a choice moving forward as the listing market becomes much more competitive opposed to for every listing, you've got 10 buyers. This is going to be different. This is where listing agents who know what they're doing are going to win because sellers are going to see the advantage of having a great digital experience. That's correct. We have to evolve as an industry. We have to be able to collectively raise the bar together in our industry so that we can showcase our true value. The pouring of a fresh cup means we're moving on to the main topic of today's chat with Jesse Peters, and we're talking about unlocking your creativity. Jesse is one of the most creative people I know, and therefore one of the most creative realtors I know. And I think you're very good, Jesse, at explaining how you become creative that sort of get other people to find their own creative muscle. Have you always been a creative person? To the level I'm at now, no. Have I been a confident person who's willing to kind of go, you know, show energy a little bit more, make people laugh, entertain. Yes. But to the, to the point now where I, I look at myself as a content creator, no, not necessarily, but at the same time, like content creation really wasn't a thing growing up, mm-hmm. right? It didn't have a, didn't have that, right? This did not exist. I would say I was an athlete determined, focused, right? But, you know, still in the service industry of a bartender and entertain that side of things. And I do think that helps play into or ease into the the mindset of a creative and a content creator. Yeah. 
This episode in the previous episode with Leslie Heindel, which was about the keys to consistency, sort of dovetail into each other because you have to be consistent with, with some of the content you put out. But I want the listener not to be always listening to Jesse and associating his creativity with video because you can be creative in a ton of different ways, be it just some Facebook marketing or creating blog posts as we talked with Leslie. I'm really sort of jealous of you and your real estate career because you're like 10 years behind me uh, in age and you're about 20 years behind me in real estate experience, but you came into the industry just at a point where you were able to leverage some of your creativity. I wonder what Jesse Peters would have been like as a realtor back in 1993 when you didn't have the options. And so now we do have these outlets to stand out. Maybe one of the problems with being creative, Jesse, is there's so many opportunities that people are almost paralyzed with the opportunity and therefore they don't start anywhere. If you're not being creative yet, how do you find out what you should be doing? Is it leveraging what you're good at and finding the right platform to create that creativity? Well, I think you need to First of all, start with something you are comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. If you're a writer, write. If you are a singer, sing. If you are a dancer, you know, yep. play in the wheelhouse that has your strengths already. But then how do you work that medium to get your message across, right? For me, being on stage, having an improv background, being a bit of a performer, I drew the video right away. That face-to-face communication video allowed me to do that, to storytell in a few different ways. I would say really hone your skills in the sandbox that you've built or that you're in right off the hop. There's an article here that I will uh, put into the show notes too as well. It was, uh, it was an article uh, written by uh, Rod Jenkins. It outlines the five strategies to become a more creative thinker. And there's just three of these points that when I read through, I'm like, that's really Jesse. So I want to go through them with you a little bit. Strategy number one was to develop a creative courage. And I really think that is one of the points where where you're a very trust your gut type guy. It takes a little bit of courage to be creative, especially when your creativity is going to be public. It's not, you're not painting, you're not writing a poem. The creativity we're talking about is hopefully going to be seen by others. Yeah. You know what? We, we've, we've always got these little voices, whether it's in our stomach, that in past life moments, we've trusted and be like, wow, look at that workout. Yeah. Or wow, maybe I should have, yeah. right? And I think when we, as entrepreneurs in the real estate business, it can be lonely and we don't necessarily have sounding boards, but if you open yourself and open your mind to trusting that little voice, if you're in the right mindset of creating and you start to hear, hey, try this, pull over and shoot that, or just just type that out, trust it. It's that little nudge. It's that inner teammate that says, I think you should work with this. We don't know the end yeah. result, but often we are surprised and in hindsight, yeah. oh, wow, that worked out really well. And we're all guilty of this next point, and it's still under the creative courage. Why do we give the naysayers, the negative people, more weight to when we do something new or creative or, or just in general than the people that were receptive to it, that liked it, that complimented, that praised us. Why do we give weight to the negative? Because we're not going to appeal to everybody. I think we default to that because honestly, I think it's it's human nature. Yeah. It's easier to frown than it is to smile. Yeah. It's easier to do nothing than it is some, to do something. It takes more energy to pep talk yourself than to just shut it down. And I think that's just human wiring. Yeah from the get-go. Yeah. But I think rewiring 
and and surrounding yourself with people that that support that i think that's important to have your nest around you of people supporting you and when you begin to build that those naysayers or those people that are the trolls that put in the comments or whatever really you know it's water off a duck's back when you know you've got your support circle yeah but you and i have been been each other's you know support circle for many yeah. years and we've had a lot of naysayers right i just think it's something that comes too easy for humans. Yep, I agree with you. So number four of the five strategies to become a more creative thinker was this, was listen to feedback. But I think be very selective to whom you're listening to the feedback from, whether it be your client who does or does not like the video or the people that you trust or that have mentored you or inspire you, but not listen to everyone's feedback. Yeah, like who's your sounding board that knows your personality well and understands what you're trying to deliver? Then who are you trying to deliver that message for? I think that's really important because we are hired yeah. as realtors. When we talk about realtors, if we're yeah. hired to, to do listing videos, you have to be mindful of that. Sometimes ego can get in the way of that. And then there's a whole lot of other trouble there. But I also do think, because we do create more to support our personal brands and our businesses, I think we have our like-minded individuals. Your vibe attracts your, your tribe idea, right? Mm -hmm. So we have that as content creators too. Yep. And be like, hey, does this work? And you share from this point of view. And then I think also you go beyond the people in the industry, which is actually where I probably get the most um, raw honesty. You have nothing to do in the real estate industry. You've never seen this video before. What's your first thought when you see it? Mm -hmm. I think it's important to like test it, to soft sell it beyond your group to see if that makes sense. I think being creative, doing something that someone's never done before that cuts through all the noise that stands out is very important. Although Jesse, you and I, and a lot of people listening have seen people do things that they thought were creative that killed their personal brand. We have seen people do offensive things under the, the umbrella of being creative. They've gone too far. So how do we safeguard being creative, being cutting edge, doing something that's different and safeguard against doing something that is going to hurt our reputation? I think it all kind of circles back to that trust in your gut. If it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. And if you can't sell yourself on it and you're trying to do just something to splash into the trend of what society's looking for at that moment, that's a short-term gain long-term risk. Do you look at something before you put it out? Do you just for a second put on the the recipient's eyes and try to see it through that lens? For everything you do, do you kind of go, how will this be received? Yes, I got to. I got to. And it's not always the easiest thing to do or to the best abilities. Does it align with my core values? That's the check. Yeah. Does it align with the core values, my brand, the team brand, and then also, who am I as a husband, a dad, a person in my city? Yeah. Sometimes there are certain things that you're, you're, you're making a stand on some things that may be different. Yeah. But when it comes to creativity, really trying to just get a rise or really trying to go viral, that's where we've seen those things really take a turn because you can't build consistency on those. Yeah. Okay. So number five of the five strategies is becoming a more creative thinker. And maybe we'll tweak the wording a little bit is steal ideas. And the wording that I put down here was springboard new ideas off of old creations. You did 30 and 30 after seeing my 30 and 30. We should be looking at each other, seeing what people are doing and going, okay, I understand that idea. I'm going to take it and put 
my own spin on that. Do you get creativity ideas from people within the industry and outside the industry? And is that an okay thing to do is to look to others for new creative ways to market yourself and your clients' homes? Absolutely, I do. Because we're all going to hit speed bumps or roadblocks on, on the creative journey, right? We have to be able to look at what other people are doing. And I know the word out there, steal, yeah. rip off, yeah. right? I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that. And you know what, Michael, you and I have done video boot camps together and so many things together for so long. We've always said, don't try to be Michael. Yeah. Don't try to duplicate Jesse. Don't rip off what they're doing because they do have a style, yeah. right? But let their style inspire you to put a spin, take kind of what they're working with and then put your ism on it. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, we preach but also what I practice. For me, to be really drawn into something, I'm, I'm looking outside the industry. Yeah. What's a unique angle to deliver this? Whether it's you know camera shots, whether it's you know face-to-face messaging, storytelling, looking beyond that and then letting that spin and even sometimes collabing those ideas of, oh, what am I seeing in the industry? What am I seeing outside and how can I put that in? And that's kind of where I've evolved into art and Content is meant to educate, entertain, and inspire people. Yeah, agreed. I think we need to look everywhere to be inspired and, and put our own unique stamps on what we're inspired by. Under what conditions, Jesse, are you most creative? There's two. The short-term voice comes when, when I'm with my videographer, Sean. We've been working together for like 10 years. Yeah. He's one of my best friends too, yeah. right? And you know, Sean. And when we are in the wheelhouse of creating something specific, whether it's for a neighborhood, a business, for our listing videos, what can we do right here, right now? And we'll have thought it out in advance. But then when you're in the moment and you see something different, hey, like we can improv and and build instantly. So there's a lot of creativity when I have another creative to bounce off of who gets my vision and I get their vision. Um, Bigger play stuff when I'm looking at, okay, what's next? Yeah. There's a lot of what's next, you know, or like, hey, I'm looking for something bigger to do. I run. Yeah. When I'm out solo, music in my ears and getting the juices flowing and kind of like letting that gut talk in my brain a little bit more and having more of those conversations and listening on those runs is where I come back done be like, oh, I worked through that. And this is what we're going to do. Yeah. It's interesting too, because doing a little bit of research for this episode, one of the key ways to be more creative that I found over and over again, and it seems kind of counterintuitive is to embrace boredom. And when you think about it, that's when I'm my most creative. If I constantly have something in front of my face that I'm focusing on, my brain doesn't have a time to wander. It doesn't sort of look around at what next. But when I'm out for a walk with a dog and I don't really have something right in front of me, I'm not listening to a podcast necessarily. I'm not watching a video. I'm not reading a contract. When your brain's allowed to wander, that's when you're the most creative. And it's the same thing. And it's not exactly boredom, but when you're out and you're not trying to think of it, it's when those ideas pop in your head and quickly take a note, write it down in your iPhone because they're sometimes they're brilliant, but they're fleeting. They're fleeting. Yep. Get yourself in a space where you aren't distracted easily. And it takes effort to get into those spaces. So find that space. Is it running? Is it going for a drive? And for me, it's always been out on the trails out on the gravel roads, most of my creative ideas come there. Not when I'm sitting here in my office. That's important when I'm looking at big picture stuff to get out or, or I find like I hit a roadblock, how do I handle this? Or 
or where do I get rejuvenated about something? Because I think that's important to recharge your creativity too. So we have to remind ourselves it's okay to also take breaks and that allows the creativity to come back. You've spent time to be inspired by a whole bunch of different things, right? And I, and it's more than two days that you got to do that. It can be a lot with creative burnout. So you got to be able to give yourself permission to take a break, allow yourself to be re-inspired and evolve. Now it's time for Being There, Done That. Tell him he gives me a cup of coffee. I'll answer his questions. Okay, we're on to the rapid fire round of seven questions. Focus on our guest's years of real estate experience. Jesse, question number one. You've moved to a new area. What is the number one thing you'd be looking for in a brokerage? Ooh, um, does the brokerage align with kind of the energy that I have and the core values that I have? inclusivity, uh, adaptiveness, support. I'd really be looking at, hey, is this the mothership that that I'm excited to be on? And what's the crew like? Uh, question number two, what advice would you give an agent who's never experienced a dramatic market shift to help them get the most out of a changing market? Welcome to the club. Um, I think it's important as market shifts is to look at yourself as a, like a farmer. And farmers work years on crops and turning soils, and they have to work with the conditions that they're given. They can't control the sun. They can't control the rain, right? But what can they do to nurture those crops over the year? And different crops harvest at different times, right? But if you begin to have a few different types of crops and begin to work in massages, you can deal with the weather. And sometimes the crops go really easy because you got perfect weather. And sometimes you got too dry and sometimes you got too wet. So how, do, how does a farmer work that? A realtor, in my opinion, is a farmer. Number three, in your business today, what single activity or product gives you the best ROI of your time and or dollars? I think me being face-to-face with people is the best ROI because you can see, feel my energy. You can connect with my knowledge. But that being said, the best ROI leveraging that is me being on digital social because I can reach more than just a one-to-one audience with almost that same message. And a lot of the messaging that I do put out can be taken as a one-to-one as well. So a face-to-face in a social way really leveraging stories and storytelling there is the best ROI for me. Number four, what is the worst movie you legitimately enjoy? (laughs) It's a Star Wars spinoff. One of the Ewoks movies, they had their own like two or three movie series. After that, I remember just watching those as a kid and being like, this is amazing. And then watching it now and being like, Oh, this is terrible, but it's amazing. <laughs> it was a yeah, it's an Ewok spinoff. I, there were two of them. Wicked the Ewok was my favorite. I uh, it was one of the Ewok movies. <laughs> Number five, what is the best piece of business advice you've received? Um, I would say you matter. Your knowledge in life matters, and you need to share it more. From like, a, you may talk down to yourself about that stuff, but people need to hear what you have to offer. Don't sell yourself short. Number six, from a 30,000 foot view, what is something you wished you could change about the real estate industry? I wish there was more opportunities for real estate collaborations. I wish more agents would get together and share their knowledge and share their experiences. Sometimes even like the passing of the torch, here's what's worked, here's what hasn't worked. I think there's still too much keeping 
their playbooks closed up, right? When really their playbook or how they built the playbook would actually help someone. I wish there was just more giving people. And I really think that could speed up how we do a lot of things in the industry uh, that can help our buyers and sellers, our communities, but also like the day-to-day stuff behind the scenes. I think we're heading in that direction, but I still think there's a lot of old guard, old mindset. Number seven, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? One sentence. A world of opportunity. Love it. Thanks, Jesse, for being my guest and spilling the beans on unlocking your creativity. And thank you to the listener for joining Jesse Peters and myself for a chat about caffeinated creativity here at the Real Estate Coffee House. We hoped it brewed up some value for you. And remember to enjoy the grind. That's this week's episode of the Real Estate Coffee House podcast with your host, Michael Thorne. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. The Real Estate Coffee House podcast is brought to you by Thorne Maisie Bongers Real Estate Group with Remax Lifestyles Realty in Langley, BC. Thank you for listening.